Hello friends, my name is Adam Leong and I want to welcome you to Story Central. Each episode, I'm going to be interviewing a student, staff, faculty, or ministry partner to hear how they've been seeing God move on every corner of every campus in InterVarsity Central Region. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jeremy Yu, staff for my alma mater, WashU ACF, Go Bears. It was so great to talk to Jeremy to hear about his process of the ways that God has been working in his life and also hear about how God is moving in ACF. All right, let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining us today. If we could just start with, who are you? Yeah, you know, I think this is a, oh man, a hard question to answer uh, because, um, yeah, I'm in a process of getting to know myself as well. Uh, but I'll start with my name, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm Jeremy, um, and I. This is my first year on staff. Um, I graduated last year from Washington University in St. Louis, which is located here in St. Louis. And so, yeah, I mean, that seems like a while ago, um, but I I did graduate with uh, studying computer science and sociology, which I guess I'm not really using right now, (laughs) which is fine. Um, But yeah, so that's the probably the school side of who I am. Um, I think in terms of like staff life and just me as a person, um, second generation Chinese American. So I was born in Quincy, Massachusetts. So I was like near Boston and lived uh, in, the, in the Boston area my whole life leading up to college. So, I mean, being here in St. Louis for school is very different. Um, uh, and yeah, grew up with Chinese parents. Uh, I have a sister, younger sister, who's also in college right now. Yeah, um, so that's background. I guess, I mean, even for me as a person, like, I think I'm very, uh, I'm an external processor. So it'll probably show when I'm talking about stuff. Um, external processor, a person who's like self-aware, but then the self-awareness sometimes just turns into like me being too focused on my own problems. Um, and I love sports. Uh, I love following all kinds of sports. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll share about some of those things later too. Um, but with me on being on staff, I think a p- big part of this has been like being a Christian, learning what it means to follow Jesus. I still am a follower of Jesus, but I think that has looked very different in so many parts of my life. So if I were to answer that question of who am I right now, I think I'm a person who's deconstructing faith because that term is thrown around a lot. Um, But yeah, still in the process of following and learning about who Jesus is uh, as, as we all, all are, I guess. So. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for, for sharing that. I, I think one of the things I've always loved about you, Jeremy, is that you're always, when we talk about like deconstructing faith, it's not like walking away. It's just questioning mm-hmm. 
things, right? Mm-hmm. And exploring things and actually going through a really healthy process of exploring yeah. faith and why do I believe what I believe and how do these things all fit together and whatnot. Yeah. You mentioned that you feel like the answer to a question of who are you or what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus is different now than when you would have first got to college or would have been a few years right, ago, right, right. even. What are, what are some of the things that God has been showing you about himself or that Jesus has been showing you about following him that's different than yeah. uh, maybe it was a few years ago? Yeah, that's, a, that's uh, I guess it's just going to be a good question one after the other. Um, I, I think like when I, when I came into college, I, my walk with God, I definitely like didn't really have a desire to really pursue God in any way, really. Um, I think like one of the biggest things for me has been kind of this difference between what does it mean to follow Jesus um, for the sake of Jesus himself and not for the sake of, you know, um, what he can give you um, Mm. or, or information or knowledge or um, strategies to live life or something. And and I think a lot of those, those things will come. um, But I think like, over the past few years, that's probably the biggest place where I've been like, okay, I'm, I'm following Jesus. I'm not following like good advice. You know, I'm not following like um, self-help tips or something like that. Um, so that in and of itself means my view of God has had to expand because I'm following a person and a being instead of, you know, we always talk about like the relationship side of things. A relationship is so much more complicated than just reading like a list of tips or something like that. So yeah, that's probably the biggest part that's kind of been different in, over the past few years. Yeah, that's that's so, I, what, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that it's, yeah, you just like what you said, it's, follow, it's following Jesus, the, the person and following Jesus for the sake of Jesus and not because of what Jesus can give you, mm-hmm. but because Jesus is Jesus. Yeah, that's a and that's a profound shift. And like, imagine that it would shift how you think about things and how you and all those benefits and those sorts of things come along, but they're not the right, primary. Right, right. It's the secondary because of your fear following Jesus. That's right. um, that's so great. So, what did what brought about that change? What what mm-hmm. was there? Was there a moment, or was it just something that gradually happened for you? Was it how did you decide, or how did you start this process of learning how to follow Jesus for the sake of Jesus? Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up going to church, like with my family and stuff. I think I was very used to, um, I guess I, I went to a, a Chinese evangelical church back at home. So very used to um, kind of church culture, uh, you know, having the knowledge in my head about what to say to certain things. Um, you know, even now I could probably like, answer quote-unquote christian questions um just based off of like latent information that exists in my head you know and and i'm sure for a lot of you know people who grew up in the church like you can find yourself just spewing stuff about god that you don't maybe believe but it's it's there somehow um i think like for me you know in college the biggest thing that happened to me was well, actually, I, so I'll, I've shared this with other people sometimes, but in my first few years of college, I was in a relationship uh, with someone back at home. And 
Um, I think in particular, my first few years of college, like God really brought it to my attention over and over again, that I, I was essentially idolizing the relationship that I was in. Um, I was, uh, you know, the, the ways that I was known by this other person, the ways that I was valued and, and loved by this other person. I really, I really tried to hang on to that. Um, and what it prevented me from doing was it prevented me from being in fellowship with other brothers and sisters more intimately. Um, Mm -hmm. It also prevented me from, and it it wasn't the other person's fault. It was actually like my own, um, a lot of my own selfishness, my own pride that prevented me from um, letting, really letting, like making room in my life for God. and so in the sophomore year, at the end of sophomore year, like um, we, I ended up breaking up um, and I mean, not that it was easy or anything like that um, because I definitely, you know, I mean, no one likes to do that, um, but it was kind of the first step towards like, okay, like God, you want to work on my heart. Um, I'm going to let you, like, I don't really know what it means for you to work on my heart, but I'm going to let you. And I think since that point, kind of at the end of sophomore year, um, yeah, God's been like telling me over and over again, Hey, what does it mean to turn to me with, um, you know, the heart issues and the, the things that you're concerned about um, instead of going to, this person or that person um, first about these things. And not that those things are bad, you know, Um, even, even, even now as a staff worker, I sometimes find myself in that space where I'm going to coworkers for advice and information, but I I start to get to the point where I'm seeking answers from them. and, And sometimes God's like, no, actually I want you to come to me with some of those questions Mm. and, and, not just look for answers from other people. And I think, so that's kind of been the theme of the past few years. You know, what does it look like to see God as the one who can, you know, see Jesus as the wonderful counselor, you know, um, see God as the one I can turn to. um, And then, you know, situated below that, see the value of opening myself up to wider uh, Christian community. Um, and, and be vulnerable with, with brothers and sisters in a way that I wasn't vulnerable uh, when I was in my relationship in my first two years of college. Um, yeah, I mean, there's other stuff in there, but I think that's what I'll say for now, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting to me because it's like you, through your first few years of college, you were, as you, you put it, idolizing a relationship and idolizing the relationship actually kept you from being in more relationship. And so right, right, it was right. by like getting out of that relationship and actually pursuing relationship again with Jesus as like primacy, the primacy of Christ, right? That's yeah. what allowed for you to have more community and actually have deeper relationships right. because you weren't idolizing them or you weren't making them central to, right, to, right, your, right. to your being. That's so, that's so fascinating, man. That's great. Yeah. That is, yeah. that's, that's great. So you uh, grew up in the Boston area. 
And then you made your way to uh, Washu, like me, yep. go Bears, right? You get your uh, yeah, degree in, uh, uh, you said computer science and sociology, mm-hmm. right? How did you yeah. first get involved in InterVarsity? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so it was actually, well, and this is a big part of actually where I see God kind of working in my college life is, um, so our current um, associate uh, regional director, Will Chu, he, uh, well, he's much older than me, but he went to, um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, uh, he went to my church uh, back at back at home. Um, and before I came to school, I remember talking to some people at, at church. They were like, oh, like there's this person, Will, who's, um, who's in St. Louis, you know, and, and um, so it was kind of a weird connection because, you know, I, Again, I didn't know anybody in St. Louis. I didn't, my family didn't know where St. Louis was. Um, uh, and, and so I came here and I connected with Will and kind of through that was connected to InterVarsity and the Asian Christian Fellowship that is at WashU. Um, and that's also the chapter that I'm staff for right now. Um, so it was kind of an easy like in to the community uh, in terms of, you know, even before getting on campus, I um, was able to talk to some students who were in the fellowship, was able to start communicating with people. Um, and then really throughout college, I would say that, you know, the biggest influence that the, the biggest, the person who God worked through the most in my life was um, my own staff worker, whose name was Cal. And she like was the staff worker before me. And, you know, so, so through her, um, uh, and, and well, she was a university staff worker. So through her, like God really, showed me a lot of love and, and just a listening ear. Um, like so much of the time when I needed to, to talk or, or just externally process. Um, and so it's kind of through her relationship with me that I really gained a sense of like, oh, like I really appreciate what InterVarsity is able to bring into my life. Um, and so, you know, up to the present moment, I think that's kind of what led up to me thinking about being a staff person in the first place. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it was actually, so you went to church with Will, or you rather, you attended the same church as Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you didn't actually know Will because he was long gone by the time you were even thinking about college yep. in St. Louis and where is that and those, those, those sorts of things. But it yeah, was yeah, yeah. people at the church, like the, the, the Chinese aunties and uncles yep. were telling you, hey, you need to go, if you're in St. Louis, you need to go find this Will guy. Right, right, right. And that's how you guys made that connection yeah. there and so then you get connected with university and cal's there and she's yep. pouring into you and the the rest as i say is history yeah pretty much yeah and i mean it's weird because i never uh like i never would have thought i had connection to st louis and it's the the connection to will wasn't really that strong of a connection in the first place um but you know it's a connection that's been maintained through my time in college and, and also until now as well. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. 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 I love that sense of like that community thing. I mean, I I'll also growing up in the Chinese church, yeah. right? we know there's like, it's everybody knows somebody somewhere. Mm. Right. And so, Oh, you're going to St. Louis. Oh, you got to look up this person because this is the, this is right, the connection right, right. to make. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Chinese church is that how, how much the connections matter and how those connections yeah. can last over time. So. Yeah. 
That's, that's great. So you are now the staff for the chapter that you were a part of as yep. a student. It was WashU ACF, also the chapter that I was a part of when I was a student. So again, yeah. go Bears right there. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that are like, what is God doing in your corner of the campus right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll preface everything and, and probably everyone said this, but this year has been weird. Uh, it's been, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a very, uh, I think a year when the things that God is doing um, can often be overlooked. <laughs> I know for me personally, like it's been easy for me, easier for me to focus on like what I'm not able to do and and the things that I lose. And, and those things are real, you know, those things are real. I, opportunities to get to know people in person are, are, are definitely not there. And so there, there are things that you, you lose. I will say like God has been working this year in terms of, well, personally for me, forcing me to trust my students. Um, I think like our chapter on campus has um, historically always been student led um, and so the various ministries are taken on by teams of students. Um, and I think for me, transitioning from being one of those students to taking a more kind of, I don't know, overarching role or something like that um, has kind of forced me to be like, okay, like I'm going to trust that you can do these things, um, you know, maybe not perfectly, but like, uh, to cast a vision, these kinds of things. And I, I think this year has exposed to some students um, the value of fellowship and community. Because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that you really don't, I, I don't know, it's hard to take things, it's hard to be fully thankful for things, I think, in the moment. Um, but as soon as it's taken away, um, you start to realize like, oh, actually fellowship with other people was important for like my own spiritual health. It was important for me to have boundaries with my work. Um, it was important for me to, you know, be able to relate to God because God would use other people to speak to me. Um, and so I think that's something that God's been showing at least some students is that like, wow, like I actually really do need fellowship and you know even the forms of that that we've had this year yeah sometimes they just don't measure up you know because there's there's something about presence there's something about being with um that i I mean again you see it with jesus too right like in emmanuel it's like there's there's a value in being with what there's a physical embodiment kind of thing and so you know god's been showing us how much we need that Um, I think the other part of it for me this year has been God pushing our chapter to think about what new things might be coming for us in the future. Hmm. Um, We're, we're a a chapter that functions a lot off of traditions. So we've always done certain things, certain ways, you know, things like leadership turnover and transition, things like big events uh, and small events, um, the various ministries that we've always had. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to run this? Well, I'm going to run exactly like I did last year because it worked, you know? And, and I think this year there, there's definitely room there to start to think about, okay, like, you know, just because we've done things like this in previous years, 
do we need to do it that way? Um, and also like, you know, if, can we do it in a way that maybe, um, I don't know, uh, is able to include more students in the community, is able to lessen higher hierarchical issues that exist in the community, that is able to um, be more focused on scripture. I, I don't know, just a bunch of various questions and stuff that, um, you know, it may be in the next year or so might be answered, but I think it's given us room, especially, you know, as I think about this, the rest of this second semester to think about, okay, like maybe if we don't have certain things, that's okay. Um, and it's not the end of the world if, you know, certain staples of our community aren't there anymore. Um, and so I don't really, you know, when I say that, I don't really know what that specifically means just yet, but I think God has been showing me and, and um, some of our leadership team that like things could look very different. Um, and uh, that could be a very good thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Things could be different, but that could be a very, Good thing. That seems like a good way to go through life. I just as you're as you're sharing about those things, I'm gonna pull the pull the old man card here, the alumni card. I remember when I was yeah, yeah. in ACF, the the kind of the unspoken rule was, well, let's just do the same thing but better, or the right, same right, thing right. but bigger. And so right. the idea, of like, well, what is the new thing that's being done? Well, how do is there a better way, not just in like the same traditions, but in kind of interrogating almost in the same way you were talking earlier about deconstructing yeah. faith and just means to question things like deconstructing ACF right, and kind of, right, right. why do we do the things that we do? Are, is God calling us to something else? That's uh, yeah. It yeah. can be a really scary time, but a really exciting time as yeah. well. Or right? as you see uh, what and dream for what God might may have for the fellowship. Yeah. 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 I, or I guess I'll add one more thing. Like um, I think one of the, I, I've wrestled with this for a while, but like, I always was curious about like why, well, yeah, our chapter is an Asian Christian fellowship. And I think like the value of ethnic specific space, um, I've always kind of wrestled with that, you know, cause I'm like, hmm, what does it look like to kind of lean into that more explicitly? Um, we're a chapter that has never or has rarely kind of engaged our ethnic identity um, as it relates to faith um, in, in a substantive communal way. And especially this year when we've seen kind of, well, I guess maybe just the US, but also all across the world as well, like a lot of tensions that arise with, um, yeah, just the history uh, of, of discrimination and, and racism that exists in so many places. Like some part of me has been like, our chapter is a really good space to try to engage with that. But we don't, we don't have a lot of those structures set up. We don't have a lot, we don't have those rhythms. We don't have those, we don't have that kind of engagement um, right now in our community. And, and, you know, so I say that saying to, to say like, I don't know what that will look like, but I think that's another part of like, oh, like maybe there's movement towards that. You know, maybe there's something new there that can be explored too. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm like, it's my first year. So I literally like don't know anything, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, thinking about this past year, right, particularly for an ethnic specific ministry where we've had, because since the pandemic, yeah. uh, violence against Asian Americans in the United States, at least, has gone up something like 150% or, or some right. ridiculous number like that. Even thinking about just a few weeks ago, I know we were talking before the podcast started about uh, what was hap- what had happened in Atlanta just a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and what does it mean for ACF to, right. to, to be able to address that well yeah. as followers of Jesus and Asian Americans and Asian internationals and, and those sorts yeah. of things. It's a, yeah, I, I keep going back to the idea of like, it's, it's, it's new, but yeah. and it's different, but that doesn't mean that's necessarily bad. It could be a really good thing. It's just scary at the moment, trying to figure out what those structures might be or what those rhythms might be. Right. Yeah. And, and I guess in a way, like in a way it's, it's, it's not new, but it's, our eyes being opened to mm, mm-hmm. the re- reality, right? And and I think, you know, for a lot of the younger students, it's like, this might be their first time engaging with some of these things, you know? And and mm-hmm. so what, what does it look like to invite people into that um, and and walk with them in that, you know? Um, and, and even for other people who know me, like, what, is, what does it look like for them to walk with me? You know, because um, so often this year, I felt like I've had to have all the answers like, Oh, I need to be the dispenser of like information for the students. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like a year older than the seniors. And so it's like, no, that it's like, I I've imposed this kind of expectation on myself and I, you know, I'm, I'm right there alongside them learning about a lot of these things. So, yeah. That's great, man. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. And thank you so much for sharing the ways that God has been uh, working through you and in you as well uh, through this first year of staff work. Uh, Last question for me, are there ways that our listeners can be praying for you either personally or for ACF or for um, anything that's on your heart? Yeah. um, Thanks for asking. I think like, you know, one of the things that I've wrestled with a lot this year is um, just this feeling of uh, like, I'm not doing enough or like, I feel like useless. Um, And I I think like part of it, part of, I have to attribute some of it to COVID. I think sometimes I try to ignore COVID, try to ignore the pandemic, but it certainly has an effect on how, how much ministry and how relational we can be sometimes with people I think the prayer request there is I think God has been doing a lot of internal work in my heart, um, like work that is trying to shift some of those view perspectives and trying to shift some of those attitudes, um, trying to shift, you know, uh, uh, trying to tell me that, you know, working on your pride and selfishness and, you know, whatever aspects of your character that is still work and he is committed to that work, you know? Um, Cause a lot of times, like, I think that real work um, is me putting out some sort of like new program or new like Bible study or something like that. And this year just hasn't been filled with a lot of those, you know, I don't have the output to show for, the work that I do. And, and so I think the prayer request is just for that continual change in how I see work, you know, that internal work is work. Um, 
And I think for ACF, um, you know, it, the semester is almost over to be honest, but in this last stretch of the semester, um, I think prayer for one, the transition in leadership and transition kind of in, you know, just what the community is going to look like next year. Um, I've, I've told people that essentially next year, we're going to be getting to know two classes at the same time, um, you know, and that's going to be a new thing. That's going to be a change. Um, we're going to have new leadership um, and just for perseverance and, 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 you know, even as I, as, even as we've talked about questioning, I think for the students to also question um, why are they doing these things in school? What, what is motivating them? What are the things that they're pursuing? Cause I think a lot of times with school, we, a lot of times with school, we just say, Oh, I'll get through it. Like I'll push through. And it's kind of like a necessary evil or something like that. Um, there, I think there's a lot to learn in the midst of pushing through things. So um, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds great, man. That sounds great. Well, Jeremy, again, I appreciate the time. I thank you for sharing your heart. And it was a pleasure talking with you today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Adam. That's it for this episode of Story Central. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and rate and share us so others can find our podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at Story Central Podcast or on Instagram at Story Central Region. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us directly at story.centralregion at gmail.com. You can also partner with us financially by going to www.givetoiv.org and search for Central Region. This podcast was produced by Julia Flaherty. I'm Adam Leong, and as always, have an excellent day. Music